Thank you for joining us on Vagina Talks. I'm thrilled to have you here and I want to have you everywhere we are. So I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. That is where you can support, become a member, join the virtual temple, get behind scenes, all the good stuff, support this podcast so that we can keep bringing you the medicine, the free flow, the real, 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 real talk. Would love to have you as part of the community over there. Consider yourself invited. Come on over. I'm Samantha Rise, and welcome to Vagina Talks, where we speak about, to, and from vaginas. This is a show of alchemy, where we turn poison into medicine, disconnection into wisdom, and isolated wounds into communal peacemaking. Here's your host, Sophia Wiseone. You already know everything they can teach you. You already know everything they could say. We are here to remind you what you already, already, already know. I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that Vagina Talks understands that gender is fluid and dynamic and goes way beyond the binary of either woman or man, she or him, and that in fact it's a living and evolving thing that's actually personal, person to person, and that our bodies, even our understanding or the ways that we experience them can vary. It's important for me that that's something that has space here on Vagina Talks, and at the same time, I also am carrying this understanding that womanhood and the experience of the feminine and all of the female in the splitting of that binary has been injured, has been hurt, has been dismantled. And so I'm looking to have a space where the feminine and the female and the female body is reclaimed and respected and lifted and inspected and known, as well as a space that goes beyond the binary and that acknowledges that these are limited constructs mostly put upon us and that we're in the process of evolving into something more whole and more true. Just wanted to say that some of my guests will use incredibly binary language for whatever reason from the places that they come from. And I just wanted to let you know that Vagina Talks has a much wider understanding and it's a living one. So feel free to chime in as we go along. Without further ado, today's episode. Hello, my beloveds. It's Sophia, wise one, daughter of the wind, and I'm coming to you via Vagina Talks. Uh, Happy New Year. If you celebrate, welcome. It has been a warm, 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 a warm hole. It has been a warm hole. It's been a warm hole. It's been a worm hole. The number one word of this transition time that I have heard is quantum. Quantum, quantum, quantum. We are really cultivating our ability to navigate inside and outside the realms and the rules of time space. So if you're feeling like a origin story of a comic book, meaning your superpowers are uh, potentially either wrecking your life or uh, coming out of the woodwork or... uh, just having a sense of like your sensitivity being something you need to get grips on. That's what's happening. A lot of us are waking, 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 waking to these, to ourselves. It's really what's happening. We're waking to ourselves. 
and we get to find out who we are and how we navigate from that and that's a whole other skill set and we have a really special guest today I put out a call I do this I'll do it right now if any of you know a really embodied phenomenal great ass birth in this new reality uh, you think they'd be a great guest on vagina talks send them my way so I put out the call and immediately one of the first responses I got was check out Stasha the period coach I was like all right, you had me at Stasha the period coach, like tell, tell me more. And so, uh, you know, so I took a look around and she's, she's got phenomenal medicine and story happening that's really in full flow. And I just want to read a little bit here about her a little introduction. She's a certified holistic health coach. All right. And like, here's where she, here's where we know, right. We're like definitely in the path, right. Her life vision is to reconnect women to the power of their cycles and to end the taboo of menstruation. So no big deal. And those are her words, even though obviously they could be mine. Stasha is changing the conversation around periods from whispers in the latest room to empowered public discussions. Stasha spent 20 years searching for a way to relieve her endometriosis. Blessings on that journey for real. And in the process discovered how to help balance hormones through both science and woo, give it up for the science and woo combo, knowing that she could no longer keep quiet, becoming a speaker and using her voice ever since to bring relief to those who menstruate worldwide. Yes, 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 yes. Stasha, welcome. Bring on your voice. Thank you so much for having me. Mm. I love how you read that because you totally got it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. You know, one of my heroes, my sister, I remember in high school, she was just like talk about menstruation at full voice in a restaurant. And I remember being humiliated, like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And it's like, and now it's hilarious because I, right, literally have mm -hmm. a podcast called Vagina Socks. But at the time, I was just like, oh, no, like, you can't like, you can't just carry the pads out. You know, you can't just carry them so people can right. see them at the store, you they know, like discreet packaging for a reason. That's right. <laughs> what are you doing? Stop broadcasting. <laughs> right. Oh, that's funny. Broadcasting, right? It's like, and then that recognition of like, oh, like, I just came to this place of like, in in my own journey, um, you, I, you know, I want to hear about yours, endometriosis. Mine was uh, the mental, emotional um, landscape. Like I just had, I was diagnosed with PMDD, like premenstrual dysphoric disorder. And mm -hmm. so I had to get real, real clear with my whole menstrual cycle uh, if I didn't want to be really heavily medicated. So, uh, you know, having, having that relationship. So it's the, it's the, that what I was saying was that place of, we, it's really hard to love our bodies or love our life if we're ignoring or tabooing or shaming this completely like constant aspect at play. So, Absolutely. so, so, so tell us what's like, what's alive in this moment? Like, as I, as I talk about these, like, as I just kind of say those things, like there's so many different pieces of your story we could start with. And I'm wondering mm. like what, what in your heart or like in your womb or your belly, like what, what wants to be said just in this moment? Mm, I would love to start this discussion with a little bit of openness 
in that we're going to talk about periods and hormones and all of those things that happen in the body. And I have in all of the years of doing this and all of these years of studying and research and reading people's stories and all of these things, I've come to the conclusion that periods are training wheels for the rest of the world. So those of us who have an actual physical cycle of full moon, summer, ovulation as a physical representation and manifestation of those energies. And then conversely, the new moon, the winter, the menstruation, the literal shedding of the leaves into the world. Um, it's us who have the physical manifestation of these energies and it's our journey to really embody it and pre uh, patriarchy, pre uh, cultural conditioning, going from being a bleeder to being a wise woman, that gate was honored as you were taking the training wheels off of your bike. You were now living a fully embodied, cyclical, in tune life without needing that physical manifestation of it. And that in turn would be the, you know, the whole village would understand this concept that men, children, the wise women are living in this circle manner and that it's the, the bleeders that were bringing the messages forth and the wise women who were showing how moving into the next gateway is actually uh, a positive, a beautiful, a journey, uh, you know, it's, and, and taking it even further, the end of life gateway also not being a terrible uh, transition, but just a gateway into the next realm. And that beautiful, beautiful um, process really uh, opening up and, and using it. So for anybody who's listening, if you are bleeding, great. The tough we'll talk about as far as hormones and how that affects your body and all of that absolutely will be a thing. But also for those of you who are not bleeding, this is your opportunity to really tap into your energetic ups and downs, your full moon, your new moon, your spring, your summer, your winter, your fall, and really embrace the cyclical on a monthly basis as well as on a yearly basis. And we're in this winter right now. Uh, we're coming out of it into spring next. And this is an opportunity to really embrace what full potential the winter has and not see it as a hindrance or a detriment or um, not getting, you know, not being a fully functional, it can't be summer all the time, right? You can't have high noon or you'll have a drought and everything will die. You need to have winter. You need to have that downtime. And just because society doesn't see it as a positive doesn't mean that it's not actually a positive. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. What is some of the, like, like, let's just lay some science observable uh, body rhythm knowledge. I just feel like as many 
yeah. times as we can hear it from out of as many mouths, right? It's like this the important information we can hear over and over and over again. So take us through take us through some some hormone journey. Yeah. Absolutely. So we have four phases of the cycle. If you are a bleeder, you are in one of your four phases today. It, every single day you're in a phase of your cycle and that means your hormones are doing something. And it's affecting your entire body from brain to digestion to uh, everything, every single thing. So we start off usually talking about your period being day one, being the beginning of the cycle. Um, It's the most obvious of them all, of all the four phases, for obvious reasons. Uh, And it's that space where, hilariously enough, you are actually the closest to a dude in hormonal balance. It's where most of your hormones are are relaxed. They're at their lowest levels. So for any time that you have a uh, somebody being like, what are you, menstruation? Or what are you, menstrual? And you can just turn around and be like, I am the closest to male hormones right now. So yes, <laughs> I am just like you. This is what it's like to be around you all the time. <laughs> Wow. Uh, but it is, it, is, <laughs> it is the release, right? And we know that feeling coming from the buildup to that release. And, and you hear it time and time again. Oh, my God, I just can't wait to just get my period and let this all go and just mm-hmm. let it get, you know, just have that release. So it does have that feeling. Uh, for those of you who have things like endometriosis, like myself, it's really the beginning of a storm. It's really the beginning of the pain, the, the nausea, the crying on the bathroom floor in my case, um, just really in severe pain. So it can be a really ugly experience for some, uh, but it can be a really beautiful experience when you get those hormones into balance, when you can get through whatever it is that's causing those issues. And it's not a birth control deficiency, I promise you. It's, that's not what's going on. Uh, So there are actually answers out there that don't just mask the symptoms uh, and have terrible side effects, but actually can, can resolve those issues. But it's also the winter. It's the, it's the most introverted time. Uh, Even our extroverts want a little alone time during this phase. Uh, And that's, it's tough to honor it, but it's really when you do, you've got such amazing breakthroughs waiting for you. And if it helps to be inspired, know that once upon a time, women collected during their menstrual phase, and they brought back messages to the village, what to do next, how we could improve, what could be better. They brought back messages to the village and the entire village honored those messages, knowing that during this time, it was a really divine messenger. But now in science land, we also know that during menstruation, the left and the right hemisphere of the brain, the synopsis between those two hemispheres are firing the most. Mm. So you've got your logic and your creativity just on full communication freeways. It's, it's not like LA traffic. It's like <laughs> you've got full <laughs> communication and everyone can get everywhere from the west side to the east side and back. <laughs> So it's a really cool time. And if you put, if you add in the studies about our gut brain, knowing that our gut has this amount of brain cells that your cat has, uh, and that intuition is also actually 
moving up towards the brain, we often think of our brain as a brain down process, but in reality, more information is going up than is coming down. So if you add in the fact that your gut is literally giving you information, fueling it, and then your left and your right hemispheres are talking the most, you've got this amazing triad of your intuition, your creativity, and your logic on full blast ahead. So if you're giving yourself that space to really just be, the, the brilliance can come through on, on a massive scale. And that's one thing that we absolutely should know and need to know. And I, I believe that that makes honoring this time a lot easier when you can go, look, th this is what's happening. I need to give myself the space to actually enjoy these moments because they're limited. There is a time frame on these. So enjoying them and using them. Uh, and then from menstruation, we move into spring. We move into the follicular phase. The uh, follicular phase. Uh, Everybody say follicular uh, phase three times. Follicular phase. Follicular phase. Follicular phase. I'm really working on it. <laughs> follicular phase. Okay, got it. Follicular. Nope. Follicular phase. Follicular phase. I'm gonna work yep. on it. Follicular phase. Follicular phase. <laughs> follicular phase. Got it. Okay, yeah, I'm ready. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a joke in my Facebook group. Uh, we spell it um, in. Instead of spelling it the proper way, we spell it F O L capital L I C K U L A R. Follicular. It is a really it is a really vivacious time. It's mm -hmm. springtime. Uh, what's actually happening is a follicle, uh, which looks kind of like little teeny tiny fingers, uh, with an egg on the end of each of these little fingers, one of these follicles is ripening an egg. So it's really very much like you see those time-lapse videos of a sprout growing out of the ground and unfolding and uncurling and, and moving towards the sun. Uh, that's, that's actually what's happening in your ovaries. So a little follicle is actually unraveling and sprouting and uh, ripening an egg. And so you really have this very springtime uh, time and we start to get a little bit more extroverted and and even the most introverted of us as uh, like myself are starting to think oh you know it'd be kind of fun to meet up with the girls and go you know check out this gallery or whatever so it's a bit more extroverted time a bit more energy um, moving time it's also a really good problem solving time I'm always asking my question to answer how questions during this time you know how are you going to do that how does it look how does it work how does it feel uh, it's a real good uh, question and answer problem solving time. So especially for my women who run businesses, I, this is often the time where I'm like, okay, great. How are you going to build the system? How are you going to make that technology talk to that technology? So we really get into the, the nitty gritty during this phase because it's a lot easier to do during this phase. Yeah. Uh, and then that spring ripening of the egg becomes summer and the egg releases and now you're in ovulation. And it is your summer phase and it is your high extroverted phase. And as I said earlier, it is our summer. Uh, and this is really where we feel, this is how we get judgy on ourselves because we get to ovulation and we're like, oh my God, I feel like a million bucks. I should feel like this all the time. I should always have this much energy and be this amazing and this spectacular and have all of these amazing things happening all of the time. Uh, and that's where society rewards you. You know, that's where you're like, you turn in a 20 hour day at work and you still feel like you can go party at the end of it. <laughs> uh, and society's like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Burn the candle at both ends. Um, 
But then we go into our luteal phase, which is now the time after ovulation until your menstrual phase. So it could be seven to 14 days, depending on how long your cycle is. And, uh, and then we start to come into that fall phase and we start to move back towards the introverted phase. And then we start kicking the shit out of ourselves because we're now a failure and we didn't do a 20 hour day and then go party afterwards. And we needed eight hours of sleep and we wanted to take a nap and well, my God, we're just a human waste of space. And I can't believe I suck so bad. And that self berating talk starts to come up and rather and it's simply because we're not honoring what's actually happening for us hormonally um and it's actually a really incredibly insightful phase of the cycle yeah uh, but we're too busy trying to crawl our way backwards to ovulation uh that we're not actually moving forward and embracing where we are today and this is where i see so many of the hormonal imbalances because if you note, at no point did I say PMS is a phase, because it's not a phase of the cycle. It's a hormonal imbalance. It's not part of being a woman. It's not part of the curse. There is no curse. The curse is, pro is if, if I had to define the curse, I'd say the patriarchy is the freaking mm -hmm. curse. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's not part of the cycle. It's a hormonal imbalance, and it's often fixed with simple adjustments, food, lifestyle, but one of the most important things you can do is just go, I'm moving into my little phase. It doesn't have to be outgoing and 20-hour and workdays. I can take a nap. It's okay. I, to have some calm and some quiet is fine. And to set myself up so that I'm not doing 800 things a day and party all night and go do this and, and say yes to every single thing that comes, but to say no and give yourself boundaries and space to do exactly what it is you want and you need. And that right there can make some amazing shifts towards any of those PMS symptoms. There's over 200 of them. And we're familiar with some of them. We're familiar with fatigue and mood swings and bloating and brain fog and those kinds of things, but there's so many of them that if you're in this phase of the cycle and something feels weird or off and you tap into your body and it's not, I need to go take a nap or I would so much rather just be at home with a good book on the couch, then it most likely is just a sign that something's out of balance and that that's, can be balanced. It can be, it can be brought back into balance. It can be fixed. So there's no hopelessness here, which brings us back to menstruation. So that's our full year cycle in a month, which menstruation would be new moon energetically and uh, ovulation would be full moon energetically. And for my wise women and non-menstruating people, that's, that would be how you move within a monthly chart, which isn't to say that if you're bleeding and you're not bleeding with the new moon, you're doing something wrong. You're absolutely not doing anything wrong. There's no rule for that. It's just the energetic feelings. And for those who are not cycling, it's a really good way to get into a cyclical uh, state of being. So, okay. Thank you. So, okay. So we've got menstruation, follicular mm -hmm. phase, follicular, ovulation, and luteal. Is that true? Totally. Say that? Yeah, okay. I I refer to the premenstrual time now. I think I'm gonna work towards 
little maybe, but I refer to it as PMW, premenstrual wisdom. Because mm. I find that it's like when my bullshit meter is at like 150%. Like I yep. cannot take the bullshit from myself or from anyone else. Like the discernment goes way up. And if I am not checking my discernment with my moral judgments, it gets really messy. Yeah, that's, um, it's funny. I love that you say that because uh, society wants to tell you that that's a bug. And I tell you that that's a feature. <laughs> right yeah. it's it that's exactly it and in the system that i teach this is a time for you to answer those very questions what's not working what is working what's bullshit what's busy work what's the nonsense and what actually is working what actually is kicking ass and taking names what actually is happening in a really great way and we are you're right your bullshit meter is super finely tuned so it's the perfect time to go okay this is not working out it goes all right this is really working but you have to come to it from a place of in the best interest right so you can't just sit down and be like this isn't working i'm gonna just you know burn down my house and walk away mm. it's it's going, what isn't working, but don't do anything about it. Just write it down, look right. through it, get it out however you have to, but just look at what's not working. Because when you go into that menstrual phase, you're really good at answering the why questions. So if you sit down and you go, okay, I call it the dirty socks principle. If you're in your little phase and your partner can't get their dirty socks into the hamper, and you want to murder them with a spoon in their sleep because why can't you just get your fucking socks into the hamper, right? Uh, we know what the problem is. We know that's the problem. But then we go into the menstrual phase and in that, the, in that spirit of our logic and our, our intuition and our emotion and creativity are all working together, we go, oh, you know what? It's because my partner is see, is treating me like their mother or the maid or anything but a partner, right? And we start to go, it's because I feel as if I'm not being treated as a partner, as an equal, as, as, as a respected portion of this relationship. And then you go into that how phase where you're so very good at fixing things and you go, okay, how am I going to talk to my partner in a way that they're going to be able to hear me so that this is actually a permanent lasting change for the better. And that might be, you know, on the hiking trail or at the pub with a pint or uh, after a yoga class or who knows, you know, you know how to best have a conversation with your partner. Otherwise, I hope you're not living together where this is actually something coming up. And then you move into that ovulation phase where uh, we know that women uh, in tipped positions get the most money during this time. Uh, we know that our faces are more symmetrical and in our animalistic instinct, we go for symmetry. Uh, we know all sorts of, there's all sorts of little things that your body does because it's only fertile for six days a month. Mm -hmm. And it's during this phase that your body is using every trick in the book to make you as attractive and have other people want to give you things that it possibly can. So why not harness that power? Please use your powers for good. Uh, but why not harness that power and then have that conversation with your partner 
I, as you planned and say, hey, look, I love you, but I don't love the dirty socks on the floor. And it's making me feel like we're not in this equal partnership. And yes, it's my job to do the laundry or it's not my job to do the laundry or whatever. But can we actually just come to agreement where we'll get our, our dirty clothes into the freaking hamper like adults and, and just have this one thing be resolved and have the conversation. And often it's so much better received in this space for all of those little subliminal messaging reasons, but also because you've had this time to process it, to understand it, to come at it from an angle that they can hear. And you can really solve problems effectively rather than when you're in that little phase where you're like, this is the problem and now I'm going to stab you with a spoon. Not as ineffective as an argument in the long term. <laughs> but it's that concept of you can use your whole cycle to really problem solve. And I did this back when I was first understanding how the hormones change the way our brains work. And, and I was experimenting and I was still working with one-on-one -on -one clients and it was all women that had businesses, which wasn't my intent. It's just how it sort of unfolded. And uh, and so we started experimenting. You know, I, I, I was like, okay, I know we're working on hormonal balance stuff, but I would like to try this with your business and see if it doesn't help your hormones at the same time. And, uh, you know, one of my clients had a coffee shop and she had a huge employee turnover rate. There was just constantly problems with employees. And we started doing this, uh, this, system with her and her employee reviews so that instead of sitting down with them when she was at her most annoyed, she would note all of these things and then work through the cycle. And then uh, during her late, late follicular anovulation phase, she would have meetings with each of them and she would just talk to them through these issues. And it, in within two, three months, there was no more employee turnover. Yeah. She had really great employees. She has yeah. employees that I see her pimping on her Instagram account now, like, oh my God, one of my favorite baristas has been with us for years. His band is playing down the street. Go check them out. Like she's got really good relationships with her employees now. And it's using that process that, that can make it so powerful and just harnessing your own in, innate powers that, you know, unfortunately we've been cut off from and told are actually weaknesses. And in fact, it's the complete opposite. What I love about what you're saying, Stasha, aside from all of it specifically, is the the piece of <clears throat> this only works if you really trust yourself. Mm -hmm. Because waiting a week and a half mm -hmm. to give voice to something that is irritating or painful or now recognized as dysfunction requires a large amount of faith and trust, you mm -hmm. know, um, without getting just super anxious and angry, I think is, 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 yeah, it's hard. Yeah. So, so to what I appreciate about it is that it's, it has a, uh, a patience that requires a trust in your own wisdom mm -hmm. as opposed to a patience that requires a trust in something outside of you. Yeah, we're so used to like, well, what's where's I need a nap for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I need a nap for that. You know, even even tracking your cycle, women are like, well, what's an app for that? And, and my response is there is no app for that because you're never going to learn 
your own body by checking a box on an app. It's sitting down for a minute or two, but it's just sitting down and actually, you know, I, I have a mandala that's free for anybody who wants to have it. You can absolutely have it. And it's for charting and tracking your cycle and all of these little bits and pieces that go along with it. But it's sitting down. And when you do things like that, where you're actually putting pen to paper or colored pencil to uh, chart, you're actually getting the knowledge and you're tuning into your body and you're filling this thing out and you're taking a breath and going, mm, I did feel good today, though I had a little bit of irritation and I had good energy and my libido was feeling good. And you go through these things and you really are checking in with your body and you learn it so much more. And that's how you start building that trust between you and your body. And you can stop looking outside yourself for some, you know, when you go to the doctor and they say, when was your last period? You have to check your app. But if you're charting and you're, and you're filling out the little, you know, mandala and you're coloring those faces and someone goes, when was your last period? You're like, actually, it was about three weeks ago. It was on the 22nd. Yeah, because you've written it down because you can see the chart in your mind. There's a, there's a representation of it and that you can actually tap into your own body and your own power and you know where you are in your cycle because you just sat down and went, oh man, I just hit day 23. Whew, probably going to get my period in a few more days. All right. So you know what's going on. You're making that mental connection and that emotional connection and that physical connection. And you're no longer relying on someone else to tell you when you're going to get your period or when you're going to be in that phase of the cycle. You're actually going, I am in this phase of the cycle and I'm going to be in this phase tomorrow and I'm going to be in this phase in a week. And then it's just a matter of taking it to the next level. So when you are in that like really annoyed little phase and going, I need to get this out somehow, I need to channel it, that's a great time to call your girlfriend, have a, a journaling session, take a nice long hot bath and just cry it out or whatever it is. Process it, please. This is, we have to stop being so afraid of the dark. So afraid of the winter, so afraid of the deep, dark waters, because that is what menstruation is. It's a dive into the deep, dark pool. And we have to be less afraid of it and more ready and willing to embrace it and what's going to come up, because that's how we grow. That's how we become better human beings, better women, better bleeders, better mothers, better fathers, better whatever. It doesn't matter. But that's how we do it. And so we need to stop being so afraid of it and really embrace it. And so when you're in that real shitty place, instead of lashing out at someone else, you can really just dive into what is going on with me right now? Why is this feeling like this? And I know I, if you could see inside my email inbox and my messages on Facebook, you would see people lashing out. And nine times out of 10, I want to reply, are you in your little phase right now? <laughs> mm. But I don't because I, that's not productive, right? That's not going to help anybody. Uh, instead, I try and have a conversation with somebody and really get them into their darkness and see what's going on. And, 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 I, and it's, I'm drawing to the end of my ability to do that. It's getting to be where there's too many people in there now, and I can't really do those things so much anymore, which... I regret on one hand. I mean, on the other hand, that's great. I'm, you know, business is booming. But on the other hand, you know, I do, I do 
you know, as much as those hurt me to get those lashing out messages, uh, I also understand where they're coming from. So I'm, you know, practicing that separation and understanding, but rather than lashing out, spending that time in your own shit, you need it to grow flowers. It's just how it works. When you say lashing out, what are you talking about? Uh, reacting to somebody from an emotional state without having any time to think or feel as to mm -hmm. what's actually happening. So, and are uh, people lashing some, out at you? Or are they writing to you about lashing out in their lives? No, they're lashing out at me generally. It'll be something like, uh, you know, that was the most vile or vulgar or crass, you know, like I'll do a video uh, and, and write, you know, or, or write something. And it's just, it's something that someone needed to hear, but they weren't ready to hear it yet. You know, we'll talk about uh, a woman dying in Nepal after being um, segregated during her period to a, uh, a cow barn and dying from a snake bite or exposure or something. And I'll get a nasty email about you know, stop posting this shit. Feminism isn't real. We don't need it. We have equality. This is just propaganda bullshit. And I'll uh -huh. get these angry messages. And I know that that's because it's a woman who's absolutely repressed yeah. and wants desperately to make a change and, ha and gain equality. But she's so yeah. repressed that she feels like her only defense is to say she's not. And I get called all kinds of names and all kinds of nasty things. And, and it's, it's part of the process. But that's where, you know, and, and then I see, I see that in myself because I want to respond with, what the fuck is wrong with you? Of course, right. we're, so, we're, not equal, we're not equal. What the, where, where the fuck do you live that you're so equal, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you're obviously not in the United States because you don't get paid the same, period. Mm -hmm. End of conversation. Like, yeah. I just want to have those conversations, but I know that that is then in, in turn, that's me lashing out in a state of anger and frustration and emotion. And that's not going to serve that person because now I'm proving her right. You know, now I'm proving right. her valid in those feelings. And what I want to do is unravel them and have that conversation where it's like, okay, go home, take a deep breath and let's talk about this again. But it's, 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 we get into that phase, especially, and we want to just, you know, I need to say this for my own boundaries. Uh, do you really need, it's, it's like the four agreements. Do you really need to say this right now in this moment, exactly like you, in this exact moment, which is not to say silence your voice. You need to be heard. You need to have those conversations. You need to make those statements. But Oftentimes, for them to be productive conversations, that's not the way to go about it. And that doesn't mean that it's not valid and that your emotions aren't valid. Your emotions are extremely valid. And in fact, that's probably the absolute truth that anger, that despair, that whatever it is that you're feeling is absolutely 100% valid. How do you fix that? is a different conversation. And that's where that striking out or that lashing out is most likely not the way to do it. If you look <laughs> at the, the best movements in our, in our country, you know, the women's march, it was 
brought out from a state of anger and sadness and frustration and this then this we saw what it is to be a woman looking for power in this country we saw a woman get demolished time and time again we saw a woman who's obviously in menopause get accused of pmsing and being menstrual we saw a woman who was harassed for the tone of her voice which is a classic classic way that the patriarchy demeans women oh well you are just so shrill hmm. i'm not shrill I am a woman and it doesn't matter how high pitched my voice is because it's nothing I can do anything about. We saw the racism, we saw the misogyny, we saw it all happening, but instead of just being angry and shouting about it, you know, on Twitter or whatever, a group of women came together and said, we need to do something about this. And they did, they put together the women's March and it took over the entire globe and it was one of the largest marches in the entire history of the world. It probably was the largest march in the entire history of the world. It was in more places than anything else. It was completely universal march. And that wouldn't have happened if they had just stayed in their anger and lashed out, but rather they used that emotion to fuel a massive movement with real actual effect. It's the largest voter turnout in the history of midterm history of this country. I mean, it's just insane the the actual momentum that was built from using that emotion to fuel real change. And that's where I think the difference is between, you know, we want to have our feelings and be valid in our emotions, which the patriarchy invalidates. That's <laughs> not what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> have your right. emotions and use them, but use them to your advantage to make real lasting change. Right. Which requires listening to them. It's like step yes. one, you know, like one of the things is I was so in, in my space, I was so quick to patriarchally undermine and discredit my, um, my dissatisfaction during this, that time. And now it's one of my favorite times. I'm in my Ludo cycle right now. And it's incredibly calm. It's a very calm time. I get a lot of information. I give myself a lot of space. I I have been more at ease in my Ludo cycle than I have in my ovulation because now I have so much trust that that being being bright and powerful and vulnerable is more edgy for me and, and feeling my sexiness without trying to shut it down is a more uncomfortable time than my like sensitivity, discernment, um, and deep feeling because I like studied and went, have take this decade and a half of like deep pursuit and cultivation of listening and trusting to myself in that time now. So now it's my luteal and menstrual times are the easiest for me to be with myself and my follicular and ovulation are like fun to a degree, but I would say just this past cycle, they were the most fun they've ever actually been because <laughs> I, yeah, thank you. Uh, because I am feeling really supported to just be a sexual being without apology. Mm -hmm. And I'm feeling I have permission to have that the way that I gave myself permission to be a wise being without apology. Mm -hmm. 
Um, mm-hmm. I am allowed to be a creative being without apology and a pleasured being without apology. And that's edgy. Yeah. That's really, really edgy. And so when I am, when my body is leading the way into that, whether or not I want to, just like when I was uh, in my, before, when I was like so sensitive and like weeping and angry, um, my little and menstrual times, uh, you know, now it's like I have such a trust in that. Um, where are you in your cycle right now, Stasha? Uh, I am in my follicular phase. I just mm-hmm. finished my menstrual phase two days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are you feeling? Coming into the spring, feeling good. <laughs> Actually, no, it's I plan my business with my cycle, right? So today I have a, a bunch of uh, client calls and uh, my business ladies. We have a community call. I, it's just I'm meeting with my um, assistant and uh, business manager. So I really like to uh, run everything with this and I have a lot of my meetings and these kinds of calls and these phases because it's just such a great time and I have the energy to do it. And then, uh, and then actually um, I, you know, I love it when my holidays are more in like your space where I could be going into this week of the, the Christmas calm. I like to call it, mm-hmm. uh, in that little phase because it's a really wonderful or menstrual phase because that's a really wonderful way of aligning that you know the solstice the darkest time of the year uh the holiday just getting to get away from everything and, and be more internal and you and when it lines up with the cycle it's really fantastic um for myself actually i have a book to write so i'm actually really looking forward to having that space and having the verbal skills that go along with the follicular phase to really knock out uh, a few chapters of the book in the next week is, is my plan and my hope. Mm. Uh, so, you know, using it is using it to your advantage. It, it, it's, it's an incredible ability when you really get into flow. It makes, it sounds like, oh my God, this is going to be hard. I have to do all of this stuff now and I have to limit myself. But in reality, it gives you so much more freedom and flexibility and expansiveness and space. It's, it's an incredible process. And it, it sounds counterintuitive when you're on the outside of it. Yeah. But when you're really living it, you're like, oh, I get it now. Oh, I get it. How could I ever have done it differently? It's just so, because I think about how like always, especially when you have your own business, I always say, uh, if your to-do list is finished, then your business is in trouble, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, like there's just always, it's it's a creative process, right? It's like, it's yeah. in trouble or it's over, right? It's like, it's that's not yeah. trouble. Maybe you're not, maybe it's not in trouble. It's just, it's a sign that it's over, right? So it's like recognizing that there's always more to do in a day than what's going to get done. Mm-hmm. So again, it's this trust of yep. if I just do the things that I'm the most primed to do today, then three weeks from now, the things that need to get done will have gotten done in the most primed way. And exactly. sometimes they feel like a little bit, sometimes they can feel, I think that's what you're saying that like for me, it's like there's some things that are saying, well, I can't do this before I do that, but this is the thing I feel like doing. And it's like, well, I really can like, I, it's like yeah. I actually, I just can. Um, yeah. And it's, I think also stepping out of that cyclical aspect can really help dismantle some of that linear um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, programming. 
Yeah. That is, is just not really how things happen, which I feel like brings me back to my like intro on this call, the, on this um, episode of, of, of this quantum, right? Like moving into and really trusting and navigating spiraling, um, multi-layered decision-making and movement. Yeah. One of the most amazing shifts that I see, uh, you know, I just had an end of the year call with, uh, one of my clients who, um, we spent the year together and she, we were, we were just reflecting and wrapping up and she was like, I can't tell you how grateful I am for the shift in perspective on time that I have gained from spending this year working with you. Mm. And that made my heart just explode because that's, that's one of those things like you can't communicate that on a sales page that you can't communicate that on a webinar, right. you know? Right. Um, but the freedom that you feel when you're no longer living in that linear goal oriented manner that it's, it's amazing how much more you actually get done. And yet it's feels so much easier and it just right. time takes on a different perspective. Yeah. I just, I was driving last night in a car and I just kept saying my new systems need new systems. And it was like all I all I could say, like I've just had such profound, just answered prayers. I've had such profound mm -hmm. healing in the past few months. And I just am, my body is behaving differently. My mind is behaving differently. I say different things. I moved, I wear different things. It's just like, I uh, just look in the mirror and I'm like, hey, new being, <laughs> hi, like, like on one hand, I recognize you. And on the other hand, like, I don't, and I, yeah. I love you, but I don't like, I know you from visions years ago, but I have yet to walk. Like, this is new to be walking as you. And I could just feel one of the things that I've been talking about is, and you were talking about kind of getting this is like the, one of the marks of success, you know, as I've just started to get some trolling comments in my life and in my work. So, you know, mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. to celebrate. Yeah, good sign absolutely. that I thank you, thank you. Putting myself out past the comfort circle, you know, and allowing mm -hmm. allowing exposure, right? The the courage to yeah. be seen. Um, visibility. Yeah. Yeah. And uh and I've really been feeling and it was again, it's like in that little space, like in that sensitivity I was feeling because I could feel as I was driving, I could feel all these people in my life uh going to sleep, literally. Like I was like, Oh, now my sister's asleep. Oh, my mom's in bed. Like I could just feel those like people that I love like laying down for the night. And as each of them laid down, uh, this sense of like, okay, like everybody's quieted and like, you know, and I had this moment of being like, oh, geez, Sophia, like we got to get a new system happening because this level of like sensitivity and awareness, because it's not even that I'm tracking. Like I used to track right. 10 years ago. That was like a... I was using that sensitivity as a way to track and manage people. And mm -hmm. this was like, I wasn't, I wasn't tracking. It wasn't causing anxiety in me that they were awake or asleep. It was just mm -hmm. information. I was just like, Oh, the levels, the psychic levels, like that's just mm -hmm. really happening. It's just so constant. So I was like, oh, I need a new system for my system. Like the ways in which I was moving through that information or digesting, um, receiving that information, letting go of that information, 
really worked. I had a really, I had a few years there where I really was like clear in my, in my boundaries and in my coming and going and a lot, I don't like, not like clear, like period, uh, it's over. Like, like I had a system and it worked, but like it was, it was working. I was working Mm -hmm. it. It was Mm -hmm. working when I remembered, you know, and it's like, I can't even go to my old system. It just doesn't apply. It's like, it's like, yeah. It's like a, it's like this, the, 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 the hardware and software are no longer compatible. So I'm just laying there going, I know I need a new system for my system. And, uh, and the person with me was like, I can help you with that. And they thought I was talking about my business systems. And I was like, okay, yes. And (laughs) (laughs) great. We could talk about that for sure. I'm, I'm really into that. And and, and it was that feeling of like, and I have no interest in deciding what that new system is right now. Like yeah. it, that's, that energy wasn't alive. And so it was like, that's me just trusting and knowing exactly. and just being with myself as it is. And it's so, so it's really beautiful to have that then echoed back of just being like, yeah, like menstruated in a week. And like, just, just having that observation of just being like, yeah, I need new systems for my new systems. Like, yeah, that's, it's uh, a trip. It's a tough transition to make uh, into really trusting yourself. I still, uh, in my in my late luteal phase, so um, things like endometriosis, PCOS, these these big um, big system uh, issues. Uh, endometriosis is actually an autoimmune disorder, uh, and it's a great hormonal imbalance as well. Uh, they're not things that you can cure. They're things that go into remission, basically. So you can diet and lifestyle yourself into a state of remission, right? So I know that the week of my before my period, I really need to be on uh, my highest level autoimmune protocol, which means lots of rest. It means getting away from business and that level of brain activity that puts you into a stress mode. Even if I enjoy my work and what I'm doing, just, you know, I love having a client call, but then I have to do the paperwork and have to do the video conversion and I have to get it into the right files and upload it to the, you know, all that, just the stuff that goes along with running a business. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, or planning the slides for the next, uh, your business, your flow class or whatever, you know, some of it I really enjoy doing and and i and i to be able to keep the endometriosis at bay so that i'm not throwing up from the pain or, or in pain anyway mm-hmm. uh it it involves really giving myself space and so my calendar is very blocked off during that time but having yeah. the trust to go okay, well, you know, I've done a couple of hours of work today and I'm going to go make myself some soup. And I think I'm just going to spend the rest of the evening cooking, uh, you know, a marinara sauce for the next week or whatever it is, but like not going, well, I need to get back to the computer. I need to get back to the computer. I need to get back to work. I need to get back to work. I need to get back to work. Or to just be like, you know what, I'm going to take a nap and I'm not going to put a timer. I'm just going to take a nap for as long as I need to take a nap. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to do because the voice in your head is like, no, you need to get some more work done, girl. You've got more to do. You're not a six-figure success. You're not a 
you know, huge name. You need to go help more women. You need to get the book written. You need to get the visibility out there. You need to be helping more women, right? That I just feel exhausted when you say those things. It just feels right. (laughs) It's just like, oh, uh, right. You're enough. You're enough. You're enough. (laughs) Exactly. And it's hard to have that trust. It's like, no, you planned for this. You have the space for this. The intent is here. You have to just be for a couple of days and, and to, and to be able to trust that I don't know what the message is going to be that I get at the end of this, but to know that it will be there, but only if I give myself that space and it's, it's tough. It's tough to, to, to get that mindset on there, but it takes practice and it takes a sisterhood. You know, I, one of the reasons I joke with my, um, I have two group courses and I joke with my girls and both of them that these are, they're there for me just as much as it is for them because I need a place to go to when I'm having that conversation in my head and just, and I, a lot of times I'll just live stream into the group and be like, okay, we're having that trust moment right now. And this is what it's looking like for me. And what's it look like for you? How does it manifest for you? Like, let's have this conversation about this. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I joke with them about that a lot. You know, this is we're, because I need a sisterhood, too, to have these conversations where people yeah. get it and they understand and they're willing to have that conversation. So they're great communities. But no matter where you are, you need to have a community that you can have that conversation with where it's a judgment free zone. It's a taboo free zone. It's a place where you can have those conversations and be heard. For sure. Do you have a relationship with the, the blood itself? Physically, is that something that you work with? Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. such a huge sign of, first of all, just there's a healthy period and it's bright red blood, maybe even a little pink. It's a, a good three to five days of flow, uh, five to seven days of flow. Um, it's not a huge avalanche where you're soaking through super tampons in an hour, but it's also not so little that, you know, you're one uh, light tampon a day is taking care of it. It's, there's a really good balance there. And when you're in that space, you know, a, that you are doing pretty freaking well health wise, but also, um, that blood is what nourishes, right? It's, it's full of stem cells. It's really healthy. It's, you know, giving it back to the earth, to the plants, to the garden is a huge first step for a lot of women. And I think that's a really significant place to get started is, re-gifting it back to the earth. Um, and then after that, you get more creative and you get, you know, the blood art and smoothies and all sorts of crazy things that's, that can go from there. But I think just taking that first step and moving out of like tampons to cups or cloth pads and actually starting to look at your blood and see how it's doing and know that it's actually there to help you know how you are in fact doing. Because it is one and the same. I love working with my blood. Mm. It's one of my favorite tools. I really love tools. I have a song that goes tools, 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 tools. But yeah, I really, I really do. I was, you know, taught that it's one of the most powerful kind of vibrational tools right like spiritual tools because it's blood so it's life force and it's uh there's no injury Mm. 
to get access to it that it's mm -hmm. given freely and so it's just it's really all that it is is this flowing life force and i remember the first time i um well the first time i drank it i remember that i've told that story recently and um and the first time that i like anointed myself and i had been working with essential oils for a really long time and i was going through a breakup and so my heart, the front of my heart at the time physically was hurting, was my chest, you know, was physically hurt. And I just remember placing, like running some blood down the center of my chest and taking a few deep breaths and then just starting to laugh because the pain was gone. And I was just, like that feeling of like looking around in a room of just being like, is this really happening? Is this really happening? Like, this is really happening. Like, this is happening. Like, this is happening. Like, this hurts so much for days and days and days and days. And, like, mm. just gone. Like, it's just gone. It's just gone. Mm. It's just gone. And just, like, that that moment of just being, like, okay. Like, I accept. I accept this healing. And I accept mm -hmm. this healing and this power that comes forth from my form comes forth not just from me as like a soulful being, but also my my body, right? Like level after level after level of of receiving the potency and the sacredness of of our of our body, of our blood, mm. of our sweat, of our tears, of our cum, yeah. of our mucus. Like mm -hmm. that that yeah that they it's, have a holiness as, that they are sacred. That they, they, they yes. are holiness. Exactly. Exactly. We're, we have such disparaging views on our bodies, gross and ugly and icky. And, you know, in reality, it's all such, we're, mm. we're just beautiful beings and it's us. It's you. You can't separate yourself from, from your womb. It's, you are it. It's, it is you. You can't look at it as this other thing that's just gross and dirty and you have to get through yep well i have two closing questions is there right. anything that you want to share before i take us there that way no hit me okay the first <laughs> is uh uh it's a oh, wow okay side note i started taking the martial arts a few years ago and it's like so funny to have the feeling of just being like, oh, I just really want to go hit my friends and be hit by my friends, even though we're not really hitting each other. But right. that was when you said that, it was like that. I mean, we are physically <laughs> like striking one another, but it's different. We say yeah. good medicine, good medicine. That's like when you get a really good strike in and it's like, mm -hmm. oh, it made me want to throw up. I'm like, oh, it's good medicine. Thank you. Thank you for medicine. <laughs> That's like actually what we say in my, my study. Okay. So the second to last question is where do you like people – to find you where do, how do you like to pe people to be they want to follow up and and jam out with you um in the period coach realm where do you want the social media um, internet yeah so i am stasha washburn on both facebook and instagram so either of those places and then uh, I have a Facebook group that anyone is welcome to join so long as you are a, a self-identified woman. Uh, you don't have to be a bleeder, but we do like to keep that space open for women to have conversations, however you define yourself. But 
to have conversations without having to, but, but not all men it constantly. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, so it's just a safe space for us to talk about blood and periods and cycles and taboos and all of those good things. Uh, and it is called the red circle lady business. So you're welcome to join us in there. Um, and then, uh, you can go to the periodcoach.com and grab things, including that charting mandala that I spoke about. It's free. You're absolutely welcome to just go and grab it. Uh, it's on my website. Awesome. We'll have a link to that in the show notes too. Perfect. Great. Perfect. So Stasha, this is my closing question. So I understand that it's not a metaphor or like a, a nice idea that we're birthing a new world or bringing a new planet into being, but mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's clitoral. It's, this is like really what's <laughs> happening. And, um, and so the invitation is visioning and the, the notion is that it can be really helpful while keeping an open hand and like walking into the mystery and like finding out what it is as we go and is all part of it and weaving, weaving what is coming into being is another part. And so the question is, what's an element that you, you're weaving in? What do you see? What is this world that we're giving birth to? What does it look like or smell like or taste like or sound like? What's an element of it that in, in its full embodied state, what's, what is that world? And the mm. invitation is to say it in present tense. Oh, that is so, it's such a good question. Um, the first image that came to my mind was the old world of uh, women fleeing from their own bodies as if they could astral project <sighs> out of their body and, and turn into this perfect, uh, unattainable thing uh, and turning around and slamming back into their bodies fully, wholeheartedly embrace the body and heart and soul and being actually all together in one without that separation of heart, mind, body, soul, womb, uh, being all of these different elements, but actually one really circuitous uh, unit where everything is plugged in and working together in, in a team and we're not, we're no longer, we're falling forward into ourselves mm. rather than running away. Thank you. I love that. I love that. It really mm. speaks to the power of choice and, and where we, where we find ourselves home, inviting ourselves to be home um, in our bodies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today, Stasha, and sharing your wisdom and your knowledge and your voice and your passion. And uh, just really, really grateful. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. 
All right, loves, as always, just I love you, and you're doing great. That's what I want to say today. I, like, feel that in my heart. That's just, like, mm-hmm. we're just doing great. You know, it's, like, it's mm-hmm. what a shit show. This is, I'm going to sing this song. This is another song that I have. It goes like this. Everyone's doing the best that they can, and everyone's best is a mess. everyone's loving as best as they can and everyone's loving is blessed that's it beautiful everyone's doing the best that they can and everyone's best is a mess everyone's loving as best as they can and everyone's loving is blessed Mm, beautiful so let's be good to each other thank you so much stasha thank you so much beloveds for listening uh hit a rate subscribe review tell a friend share the word and uh and just know you are you're you're loved you are loved and uh yeah that's it and that's a wrap all right Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sophia. (laughs) Remember, everything that we talked about in today's episodes will be in the show notes. So go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it. And share the love with a rate or review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram at SophiaWiseOne uh, or come to my website, SophiaWiseOne.com. I am Sophia Wise One, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place. Thank you, gorgeous. I am thrilled and grateful for your support listening to this podcast. I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. If you think this podcast is the bee's news and you're grateful that it exists, I want you to know I'm grateful that you exist. Come join the Patreon. I call it the temple. We are healing. We are musicking. We are podcasting. We are together. Come check it out. You can find it through Patreon backslash Sophia Wise One or through my website, sophiawiseone.com. Oh. <laughs> Y'all know you need to hear that though. You know. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know. Okay. Yo, I'm so excited about Vagina Talks right now. Don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to. Don't pretend like you don't know. You know.